This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com technews. That's ShipStation.com technews. News. Can digital watermarking protect us from generative AI? We'll talk about it in a few moments, but before we get into it, U.S. Senators John Kennedy and Jeff Merkley introduced a bipartisan bill Wednesday to end involuntary facial recognition screening at airports. The Traveler Privacy Protection Act would block the Transportation Security Administration, TSA, from continuing or expanding its facial recognition tech program. It would also require the government agency to explicitly receive congressional permission to renew it, and it would have to dispose of all biometric data within three months. Senator Merkley described the TSA's biometric collection practices as the first steps toward an Orwellian nightmare. The TSA program is a precursor to a full-blown national surveillance state, Merkley wrote in a news release. Nothing could be more damaging to our national values of privacy and freedom. No government should be trusted with this power. The TSA began testing facial recognition at Los Angeles International Airport, LAX, in 2018. The agency's pitch to travelers framed it as an exciting new high-tech feature, promising a biometrically-enabled curb-to-gate passenger experience. The TSA said this summer it planned to expand the program to over 430 U.S. airports within the next few years. For the latest on this story and more, visit Engadget.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Biden White House recently enacted its latest executive order designed to establish a guiding framework for generative artificial intelligence development, including content authentication and using digital watermarks to indicate when digital assets made by the federal government are computer generated. Here's how it and similar copy protection technologies might help content creators more securely authenticate their online works in an age of generative AI misinformation. Analog watermarking techniques were first developed in Italy in 1282. Papermakers would implant thin wires into the paper mold, which would create almost imperceptibly thinner areas of the sheet, which would become apparent when held up to a light. Not only were analog watermarks used to authenticate where and how a company's products were produced, the marks could also be leveraged to pass concealed encoded messages. By the 18th century, the technology had spread to government use as a means to prevent currency counterfeiting. Color watermark techniques, which which dyed materials between layers of paper were developed around the same period. 
Though the term digital watermarking wasn't coined until 1992, the technology behind it was first patented by the Muzak Corporation in 1954. The system they built, and which they used until the company was sold in the 1980s, would identify music owned by Muzak using a notch filter to block the audio signal at 1 kHz in specific bursts, like Morse code, to store identification information. Advertisement monitoring and audience measurement firms like the Nielsen Company have long used watermarking techniques to tag the audio tracks of television shows to track and understand what American households are watching. These technographic methods have even made their way into the modern Blu-ray standard, the Synavia system, as well as in government applications like authenticating driver's licenses, national currencies, and other sensitive documents. The Digimark Corporation, for example, has developed a watermark for packaging that prints a product's barcode nearly invisibly all over the box, allowing any digital scanner in line of sight to read it. It's also been used in applications ranging from brand anti-counterfeiting to enhanced material recycling efficiencies. Modern digital watermarking operates on the same principles, imperceptibly embedding added information onto a piece of content, be it image, video, or audio, using special encoding software. These watermarks are easily read by machines, but are largely invisible to human users. The practice differs from existing cryptographic protections like product keys or software protection dongles in that watermarks don't actively prevent the unauthorized alteration or duplication of a piece of content, but Rather, provide a record of where the content originated or who the copyright holder is. With the wheels of government turning so slowly, industry alternatives are proving necessary. Microsoft, the New York Times, CBC slash Radio Canada, and the BBC began Project Origin in 2019 to protect the integrity of content, regardless of the platform on which it's consumed. At the same time, Adobe and its partners launched the Content Authenticity Initiative, approaching the issue from the creator's perspective. Eventually, CAI and Project Origin combined their efforts to create the Coalition for Content provenance and authenticity. From this coalition of coalitions came content credentials, which Adobe announced at its Max event in 2021. Some security researchers have had enough waiting around for laws to be written or industry standards to take root and have instead taken copy protection into their own hands. Teams from the University of Chicago's Sand Lab, for example, have developed a pair of downright nasty copy protection systems for use specifically against generative AIs. Dr. Ben Zhao, Neubauer Professor of Computer Science at University of Chicago, and his team have developed Glaze, a system for creators that disrupts a generative AI style of mimicry by exploiting the concept of adversarial examples. It can change the pixels in a given artwork in a way that is undetectable by the human eye, but which appear radically different to a machine vision system. When a generative AI system is trained on these glazed images, it becomes unable to exactly replicate the intended style of art. Cubism becomes cartoony. Abstract styles are transformed into anime. This could prove a boon to well-known and often imitated artists, especially in keeping their branded artistic styles commercially safe.
while Glaze focuses on preventative actions to deflect the efforts of illicit data scrapers, Sand Lab's newest tool is wholeheartedly punitive. Dubbed Nightshade, the system will subtly change the pixels in a given image, but instead of confusing the models it's trained with like Glaze does, the poisoned image will corrupt the training database it's ingested into wholesale, forcing developers to go back through and manually remove each damaging image to resolve the issue. Otherwise, the system will simply retrain on the bad data and suffer the same issues again. The tool is meant as a last resort for content creators but cannot be used as a vector of attack. This is the equivalent of putting hot sauce in your lunch because someone keeps stealing it out of the fridge, Zhao argued. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Today's show featured journalism by Engadget contributors Will Shanklin and Andrew Tarantola and was produced by Spoken Lair. I'm Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more tomorrow. Spoken Lair. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.